Hi, thank you for listening to Journey with Jess. I'm your host, Jessica Monge, and today we're going to be talking to my good friend, Suhi Gutierrez. She's a first-generation Salvadoran-American who is an artist here in New York. In this interview, we're going to get pretty deep about her childhood growing up, how her creencia has inspired her artwork. I just want to encourage you to take breaks as needed. It's a very deep episode that I'm truly honored that Suhi got to share with us. It's going to be a good one. I'm so excited for it. Without any further ado, this is Suhi Gutierrez. All right, Suhei, thank you so much for being on Journey with Jazz. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. I, I know I'm bothering you on a Saturday morning. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the availability right now. So. I know. I know you're busy. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about you and what you do, and then we'll dive deep about um, like your growing up, your creencia, and how that affected your mental health. My name is Suhei Gutierrez. I am a visual artist um, and my family is from El Salvador. Who don't know what a visual artist is, um, do you want to explain what that is? I either paint or draw in, and I'm, multi, I'm a multimedia artist. So I do from charcoals to color pencils to pastels um, and paintings. I guess it's my most comfortable way of communicating. Oh, I love that. And uh, you have a website, right? It's suheigutierrez.com, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we'll link that down below because she has amazing work. Thank you. Um, But okay, so so you're an only child and you were born here, right? So I was born in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me how was that growing up as an only child, how that affected your mental health growing up with your parents? Yeah, I'm not gonna sound like a Debbie Downer, but it was lonely. I was predominantly raised by my grandparents. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mommy and papi had to work mm-hmm. and uh, my parents were there. And this is before like pre-K was like mm-hmm. installed, like it was optional. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> so I, learned, I learned English going into school, like when I got into school. I learned English because I only spoke Spanish because that's all my grandparents knew how mm. to speak. And there was no other children. Like there wasn't like I have even now I still have an older family. You know, mm. they're older, like even and my cousins are older than me. I'm the baby of our first cousins. I have second cousins and now third cousins. Oh. And we're actually I'm closer to their ages than oh. my that's so interesting what's the age gap between you and your first cousins they must be approaching their mid to late 50s if not they're in their 60s damn that's a my mom is the baby of five children okay that makes sense as a child like i didn't feel like i connect yeah connect with other kids like i was very much Mature, like I was very much like siempre seria, like very serious. Like you know, I like my dresses to be like this. Mm-hmm. I want my stockings to be like this. My shoes need to be this way. Like yeah. I was very particular. Sometimes I guess the teachers like, oh, Suhei, she lives in her own world. Like she's great. She's well behaved. Like she does her work, but like she doesn't really interact with others. She likes her own company. Oh wow. Yeah. And I mean, like, I would let other people in when I was like, all right, like, I would just assess. And I'll be like, okay, (laughs) me and this person can like, you know, cohabitate or be together for a while, but then I need my alone space. Mm. So that hasn't changed. (laughs) (laughs) I think that that's interesting. I think that also maybe I'm not sure it comes with like just being an only child and also having that big age gap, probably. 
Uh, probably, yeah. Even like with my, um, like very close with my aunts and my uncles, the older ones now, they're at home right now. So it's just like, oh, okay. it's funny. It's like, it feels kind of like we'll tease each other. And like, yeah. I understand, like, like, I guess within our culture, like, like, oh, you must have respect, but I like, we'll hard teach each other. <laughs> like, it'll be like, is that aggressive love? You know? So, yeah. like, we'll say certain things, and a lot of people will be like, oh, but like, we, we understand each other and it's fine. Yeah, I think that's the only important thing and stuff. Yeah, but um, other than that, like growing up, I, I was okay with it. The only thing I felt like there was a setback for me connecting socially with other people. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing. And I would kind of have a little pity part for myself. I'm like, oh, it's because I don't have brothers or sisters. Or I know that there's a dynamic and a hierarchy that isn't discussed within yeah. like, siblings and like i don't understand that dynamic there's natural like jealousy or competitiveness that exists within like the sibling dynamic which i've never experienced so all right i don't understand what these feelings are nor do i want to lean to discomfort and explore that so i'm just going to give you your space and i'll get back to you like within five to seven business days and see how you feel i wouldn't say that but like process it that way and then revisit it i'm like are you know are you all right is everything okay cool this is when you were a kid yeah like yeah like a lot of communication doesn't happen verbally it happens like non-verbally or mm-hmm. physically and people don't understand those cues but i've always understood it like wow it's right. like a sixth sense no it's not a sixth sense i guess it attributes to trauma <laughs> <laughs> okay but like you know my grandfather was a very reserved man mm. my dad wasn't really big on like talking about his feelings i would just have to like read the room mm, yes 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 i think that comes a lot with um and i'm not sure if this is in your case just from the book that i'm reading when you grow up with emotionally immature parents that's kind of like what develops in a child i don't know if i would call them emotionally immature or maybe it is i just think they just did not have the tools to communicate how they felt or they felt that that's not manly to do mm. you just right because you said your grandpa and your dad right it was just them yeah mainly them and i think that exists in like in like in a lot of cultures mm-hmm. you know you just suck it up and go about your day unfortunately they're no longer with us mm-hmm. um and they're the ones that had um they were alcoholics gotcha so yeah so that was their way of coping with whatever they were feeling right yeah and like you said like back in the day men weren't allowed to really talk about their feelings and you see that a little bit today like men are starting to i saw some men cry in the barbie movie more actors are crying on screen and i think that's a great example for like men in general because even my little younger cousin who's a male he's like men don't cry and my cousin was like my his sister was like what are you talking about like um this actor cried on screen the other day and we were watching barbie and some character cried and i'm like see like it's okay to cry men back in the day did not have that representation or that it's okay to do it so they unfortunately had to deal with it in like their own way yeah and i think that's great that um it's being brought up that it's okay like you know we're not made out of stone we're not robots you know what i mean yeah um that we're allowed to feel especially a man like i'm sorry if i see like even in real life if i see a man cry it takes me out like i can't i can't like you know how much it took for that man to like express that emotion like he had to dig deep or it just probably he couldn't handle anymore and he's just crying and i'm like that takes a lot i know men would just bottle it up and then just suffer so much in silence which is why they would 
will sometimes lash out in anger as well. But if you're okay with it, we don't have to go into it. Would you be okay with talking about alcoholism in your family? Oh, yeah. That's, okay. You know, I think it'll be also helpful for me because I don't talk about it because it's like shameful, I guess. Yeah. Or like you just brush it under the carpet. Like, you know, it's something that happened. I know some people are very uncomfortable in my family talking about it. Yeah. So I don't want them to get offended or whatever. But like, if that's their way of coping, that's fine. Talking about it might be my way of like healing myself. Also, it's not like I don't want to like, it's not hating at all at my grandfather and my dad. I mean, I peace with it. Right. And forgave them for that. Yeah. And that's the important part that forgiving. I know a lot of people have a hard time forgiving whoever parents or grandparents when they've done horrible things but um we have to remember they didn't know what we know now and they didn't have the tools that we have now so a big part is forgiveness like how can you heal personally if you don't understand them and meet them where they're at exactly when was the first time that you noticed that alcohol in the home was a problem three I was probably three when I noticed that that was an issue. I could still vividly remember being in my crib, like a crib of like wood, you know, those old school 80s cribs with the wood. And I remember just like being restless. It was not at night. And my dad came home and like I wanted to like give him kisses, right? So I give him kisses around the face and I smelled his breath. Mm. And I just, and I don't know how I knew that then. I was like, mommy's not going to be happy about this. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so like, and I knew in my mind that like, I didn't know what it was, but I know that he shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. That's all I knew. That's okay. it. But like, I I already knew what that, what it was. You were very young, but when did you know like, oh shit, like this is going to cause problems? Five, like wow. between four and five. Like my parents, because unfortunately my parents got divorced mm-hmm. when I was five because of the issue, because okay. of the alcoholism. It already was there. It existed. Luckily, even though this may sound like cold, I guess, to, mm-hmm. to say, but like my mom made a good decision. Like I know that they continued to love each other until he like passed away and it became more of a friendship, mm-hmm. but um, he just couldn't help himself. And I already saw too much in that way. The damage was done. But other than that, like imagine what I would have seen if they stayed. My mom was very strong. She is. She's a tough cookie. Yeah, (laughs) she is. Um, But um, even after that, I still saw the ramifications of his actions, you know. How did that affect you? Because you were so young when you noticed all those things. Do you think it affected your mental health back then? I didn't know that it was mental health. Right. I thought it was just like something that I just don't talk about because it's no one's business. Right. Who's going to listen to me? We're in a different time, space, reality. We live in a different- 100%. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) To a certain extent, like I just, I'm very analog up until this day. Like I'm very old school when it comes to certain things, but I know that like, you know, you have to embrace the new and it's not because I was- wanting to be that way it's just this is what my surroundings taught me like you know the the idea of children should be seen and not heard yeah yeah, yeah like, you don't speak until we speak to you yeah until then continue to like color or eat your food or whatever the case may be yeah <laughs> like who's gonna like it was the 
like the idea that who's really going to listen to me we wouldn't have known it was mental health back then but now reflecting back on it or you like more sad anxious like did you sleep a lot i think i was anxious and like i walked on a lot of eggshells now i know what that is i would make myself small Mm -hmm. to the point that i wouldn't be a problem right right so like not because any negative action would be taken against me but i just knew like there's a lot of things going on here Mm -hmm. that i don't have like i I, simply i just didn't know now i have the mental capacity i didn't have the language nor like the mental maturity to like communicate these things obviously because i'm only like five yeah and so just remember like let me be as good as possible whether it be just be being quiet or being like doing well in school or like whatever the case may be. I know other things needed to be fixed that I'm not able to fix. I can control these little things that can give moments of happiness. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like, all right, so this is like, it, it makes sense. Like one plus one equals two. Like I do well in school, mommy and dad are happy. Like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Those kind of things. Like I behave, grandpa is happy you know what i mean that's a lot of maturing at a very young age which makes sense when you said it was like um just analyzing your friend's emotions was kind of a um, trauma response (laughs) um so it makes 100 percent sense because that was your home life and you just brought it into your childhood and stuff yeah like and i don't mind to sound like oh my home life was like a horrible thing it wasn't like i honestly if it wasn't for that i wouldn't know the things i know now Mm -hmm. you know it wouldn't be like it molded me in a way. Was it bittersweet? Yes. Like I had moments of immense happiness. Yeah. You know, with my especially with my grandparents. You know, like they were like, Oof, yeah, amazing. I mean, like even though my grandfather also had a drinking problem, like I wouldn't trade him for the world. Okay, and these grandparents was it only one set of grandparents, or did you have two? I'm closer to my mother's. Oh, okay, okay. And then my dad, my dad's mom. Um, like we had a distant relationship and it was for the best. She wasn't the nicest person in the world. And I never met, I had a step grandfather, but I never met my biological one. Okay. Yeah. From my father's side. He was still living in El Salvador during that time. And I don't think my father saw him in years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like, I think he would reach out occasionally to find out about his dad dynamics of the of that uh family relationship was like out of a telenovela i was just like oh this is too much and like i remember being so young and i was like all right so my cousin we don't share the last all the same last name like i was literally thinking like they're all playing and i'm just like whoa her name her last name is this name why that and yours i was like and maruelo my aruelo is not this we don't have the same one. Yeah. Guys, that's what's up. They're like, <laughs> and then they went and tell <laughs> just like we have different grandparents. <laughs> like <laughs> Oh my god, so young going into like detective mode and we're like, hold on, wait a second. <laughs> they're like trying to figure out the puzzle pieces. And I know I remember getting reprimanded by like oh my, my aunts. They're like, you can't say that. I'm like, but it's the truth. Why are you hiding this from us? Why are you hiding the truth? The justice must come. That's one thing that I've always, I'm like, I'll always get to the bottom of things. I mean, I discuss it, but I'm like, hmm. <laughs> like, <why? laughs> 
<laughs> oh my goodness, uh, little detective Zuhei. What well, what's it called? Um, did you ever try to do like the ancestry DNA thing? I did not the ancestry one. I did twenty three and Me. Okay. Um, and I was like, you know what? I don't know if I have the energy to be doing all that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's like a rabbit hole, isn't it? It's like a rabbit hole. I'm like, maybe if I retire, when I retire, like I'll have the time. Right now, I don't. <laughs> like, but yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be it'd be cool to know, like, put the puzzle pieces together. You know? Yeah. No, that's definitely it. Would be a cool adventure to like you look into. Yeah, like I said, I never met my biological paternal a grandfather. Right. I knew the one that I had, like, I had, and he was awesome. He was hilarious, you know? But um, it would be cool to know that. I want to touch on, like, this other part, and it's going to be a little less heavy. When I went to Barcelona, I had a tour guide who talked about um, asking me, because they, they seem to forget that they conquered us and that they, you know, Indeed. how do you speak Spanish? Well, I'm Latina, so, you know, thank you. <laughs> um, and they were asking, like, a lot of Americans who are, are, you know, Latinos or whatever, they feel like they don't, they're neither here from there or from there. I'm like, yeah, there's that. There's That's very big over there. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, so on, on that topic, how do you feel dealing with both cultures you feel like you feel misplaced here or there oh yeah I definitely do and I'm so happy that you bring it up um yeah it's like a level of not enough mm. yeah or at least um I've had to define what is enough for me yeah and not for anyone else um for example and going back to your um to your Spanish story like I went to Spain too Mm. and like um i wore what chest from el salvador over there like oh. you're, you're so beautiful i'm like in the back i'm like probably no and they're like where'd you get it from and there was this like oh my family's from el salvador and so like when i went there i, I picked some up and they're like that is so nice and they're like oh we don't know el salvador i'm like do you do you not know and like when when i speak spanish they're like tu castellano because they don't say spanish they say tu castellano es tan bonito como aprendiste a hablar castellano and i was just like my grandparents because my grandpa my grandparents knew like you know like what i guess what they would call caliche like you know our standard spanish like in in el salvador you know what i mean and we also voz like right they also say that way and so they yeah, and so when they speak, they also incorporate that in their language. But they also, especially my grandmother, she would say vosotros, vice. And I was like, oh, I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. Like, I'm like, I'll do that to pass my Spanish class. So I'm certainly not going to speak that at home because, like, yeah. not how we talk. But I'm glad that you know that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll use that for my test. But <laughs> it was, so it was interesting, like, that they would say, your Spanish is so nice. Where did you learn to speak Spanish? I was just like, home? <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, now, how do you feel balancing both cultures while you're in the States or when you're in El Salvador? Um, so it's been a while, as per, like, because of the pandemic, since I've been back to El Salvador. Crossing my fingers, it happens, like, um, next year, which is right around the corner. It's tricky. Even, like, the new body of work, that I'm producing um, touches upon that, like the inadequacy or like mm. of it, or it's like dealing with the sense of like grief almost, mm. you know, like 
um, and like isolation and loneliness. Like I rather sometimes I know it's a coping mechanism. Like I rather be by myself mm-hmm. and deal with the misunderstood feelings of others. Oh, interesting. I don't mean to sound and it might sound prideful. And that's not the intention on this, but I don't need the approval of others mm. to solidify my existence. Right. Whether it be in American culture, which mm-hmm. sometimes still I was born here, still boggles my mind. And in Salvadorian culture, which I, I fully understand and respect it. And there's something so beautiful about it. There's something like really old school about it. Like you have levels of respect. There is a level to this, you know, mm-hmm. and especially with your elders and stuff, which I feel sometimes are is lost in American culture, right? Oh, hundred percent. There's no respect for children. <laughs> there's no respect. <laughs> what? None. <laughs> and, like, and then like kids, they're like, um, I mean, you know, people can parent and cho- choose to rear their children the way they want to rear them. But some of them is just like, damn they get no discipline at home however that may manifest for someone else whatever how that may look like whether it's a correction having a a deep conversation but like sometimes it it doesn't seem to exist yeah yeah there has to be a balance there's gentle parenting there's like heart back in the day parenting and then there's no (laughs) it was aggressive (laughs) yeah which is like this is too much this is this is okay and then there's no parenting and it's like there needs to be a balance and although I'm not like, I'm not a parent, I, I've been a former educator and I currently work with schools and I have to observe and see, and you can see the the difference. Like when you go to certain schools, when I taught as an art teacher, I had like my Latinx students, right? Um, Latinx, however, have anyone's comfortable defining themselves. I remember I would tell them, I was like, wey amar tu mamá. Like, I will call your mom. And I know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, you might not be scared of me. And that's totally fine. But you are scared of her. And that's all I need. <laughs> that's <crazy. laughs> I like, <laughs> like, I know how to get you. I'm going to call your mom. Like, I'm going to call your mom. I was like, I know still if someone calls my mom, I know. I mean, like, and I am, you know, I'm grown. Yeah. I'm yeah. Still scared of mom. Mom still has control and power. <laughs> so, like, she'll look at me. I'm like, okay. Yes, exactly. I'm quickly humbled. Um, and I think that's beautiful I think that that is beautiful and I love my mom for that you know (laughs) I think some people listening might disagree but (laughs) I mean (laughs) but to each their own though I mean it's it's different like don't tell I'm not not trying to say by any stretch of the imagination I'm a doormat like I will definitely stand my ground things but like um when it comes to certain I was just like you know what you pick and choose your battles Mm, that's true with your family and and you learn like once you learn that with family you know to pick and choose your battles throughout life Mm. so you want to know something like i know my mom is very headstrong so am i but it's just like she's the type that won't let it go like she'll bring it up like she'll bring up something from a year ago just to win her argument i'm like (laughs) i was just like like you're not over that yet like that's old like that's yeah. really old but hey you know it is what it is navigating culture like it's tricky like it's tricky and depending on what room you're in or like you know room or whatever space you're in you just navigate it to the best of your ability yeah. and whatever that looks like for you like I'm not out here trying to give anyone's advice I'm still trying to figure it out myself and maybe how the way I go about it may not resonate with someone else and that's fine because that's I'm I'm still trying to figure that out for me. I mean, everything is so new still, right? Yeah, like, you know, 
Um, and depending where you are, sometimes like when it comes to the workplace, that's another beast, right? You know, yeah. um, let me just ladle, do my job, grind it out and be out at five o'clock or whatever that time is for you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Let yeah. my work speak for myself, you know, for yeah. a very long time. And depending if like if you're in a corporate space, that may look different. If you're in a more relaxed space, you can vocalize more. If you're, it's communicated to you that you have freedoms or like not freedoms, but like that privileges, maybe privileges of like openly discussing your thoughts and ideas for then you can. But then like for the most part, sometimes it's just like, all right, so I know what this is. I'm just trying to get a check out here. So (laughs) I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do what I need to do during this time and like I'm out at this time and I'll just go home and relax and or do what I need to do, work on my side hustle or whatever that is for anyone, you know. It is tricky. Or even within like um when you're with people that are like you. And let, they're born there and you're born here. To a certain extent, you can't compare experience. Their experience oh, yeah. is, different, is different than yours. And it's and it's, there's an overlap, you know, like when it comes to like food, family dynamics, things like that. Um, but you, and depending how they came here, and mm-hmm. if you're born here, you're privileged because you are. Yeah. And there's no denying that. 100%. And it, I think, I always think of the scenario of like, the children who came so young from over there and now they're basically they feel closer to American culture or Americanized and there's that fear of like will I get deported to a place that I don't belong or I feel like I don't belong to you saying that like it's just like it's sad in the sense like someone has to hold those feelings on an everyday basis yeah it's very sad very scary especially because I know most of them yearn to go back to visit their home country like it's a part of them but they can't and if they do they can't come back that's like something i'll never pretend to understand but i do feel for them yeah i have like a few cousins like that depending on your like your visa status whether you're a permanent residence like all these or daca yeah yeah exactly all these different levels of things like or you may be a permanent resident but you can't i have a cousin that he can't travel anywhere else Oh, what? Really? I did not know that. And I, I, I don't know what happened with the his paperwork and nor did I pry, but the fact that he and I remember like we had this conversation like years ago. Like his then boyfriend had to sneak him out to go somewhere. I really didn't know what to say to that. Like what do you say to that other than just like listen, you know? Yeah, there's some things that you just can't talk on and you can't reciprocate anything because it's not helpful and even then like they probably don't want reciprocation all you can say is like thank you for sharing that with me because i'm sure it's not easy to discuss that 100 percent. so like there was an immense trust at that moment and i loved him for it you know yeah yeah it's it's very important to hard. i know at one point in my life i wanted to be an immigration attorney and like just seeing what i saw i was like what immigration attorneys some some of them not all of them isn't enough and a lot of these families also can't afford legal fees. So regardless of anything, everything just broke my heart. It's hard for all everybody going through the process. It's not easy. Many people take it for granted and they're just like, just apply to be a citizen. It's never, ever, ever that easy. It's sad because for some, it might be easier than others. Yeah. Like depending, and I'm going to stop talking about just Latin America, just globally. For some countries, it's easier than others. Yeah. And like 
I don't speak on it. I just look at it. I was like, hmm, <laughs> like, you know, why is that? Well, you I know <laughs> which countries are easier because I don't, I don't want to assume either. Most European countries, it's not hard. Okay, I figured. I just didn't want to. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's Canada and Europe, but I don't want to assume. But like, but like, there's other places throughout the world that I can't, I can't speak. Of. I know that Europe has an easier time. I think most of us like get that feeling or understanding yeah. of that. It's constant, like the whole balancing at least for me, is just, it gets exhausting. All I can do is try to do the right thing for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, I'm not trying out here, like, trying to offend anyone. I'm just trying to live. Like, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> like, you gotta, you know? I mean, you observe, but, you know. You're... It weighs heavily, especially, like, with um, everything that's going on in the world and stuff like that, politically and all other stuff. And you see it in the news, and it's just like, I'm going to turn this off right now. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like people think it's a privilege, but back in the day they didn't they weren't overwhelmed with this information. They were exactly. not. Yeah. They had newspapers and you'd get it at the morning of and then you'd read a few things, but you wouldn't get this bombarded of all this information. Like it's not it's not privilege. It's just like you need to protect your mental health because we're just consuming too much information now. Exactly. You know, and even when you don't want to receive the information, it just it'll pop up in your somehow face. it yeah. just shows up and it's just like okay yeah that's in a phone for the day like (laughs) like, you (laughs) know that in the trash and then you have like a co-worker friend do you know what happened oh Oh, my god yeah no um i guess tell me now (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) i didn't want to know but sure (laughs) sure Um, but some but you can't live under a rock either you know yeah and it's hard to like find that balance between like not living under a rock or not because it's like everybody knows everything nowadays how can you set that boundary it's like even if you don't want to see it it'll pop up or someone will tell you and there's that one friend who was just like binging the news so before we wrap up i do want to talk about like how you feel whenever you visit el salvador do you feel like you don't belong or like you're you're the american one in the family no i don't feel that way at all actually um it's really nice yeah, I don't, like, until, like, I go to, like, El Mercado and I speak, and they'll, yeah, t- they'll yeah. say something, and I was like, Mommy, come in, because I'm welcome <laughs> to buy this. <laughs> just like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um, no, there is a level of peace that I feel when I'm there. Like, oh, as God. much as, Ameri- you know, American as I am, like, I'm, I was born here, but I feel that, like, a good 75, 80%, you know, because I'm, he- this is where I'm from, you know, like, a but I guess belongs here, I guess. Mm-hmm. There is that strong, like 30%, slightly more depending on the scale of my mood that day. That <laughs> when I'm there, that feels like home. I'm not in the city or anything. Like I'm just like in a campo or I'm on yeah. the beach and that feels like home. This is stressful <laughs> living oh, here. Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh my God. And... It is, and I might not show it, but I live my life with a certain amount of anxiety. Mm-hmm. But when I'm there, I can let go of that. Maybe you could attribute that to being on, like, on, this is a vacation for me, I guess. Yeah. But, like, it feels good. I could really, like, my style, I can embrace it more when I'm there. Like, Yeah, after, you do very like, have, have much, like, that style and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And things that we don't deal with on an everyday basis, like, I pass like you know. There's literally we have. Ca- there's places that you have cow traffic. 
you know <laughs> like yeah. you literally have to wait for the cows to pass for you to go through and yeah. that's beautiful i love nature so like i love to go backpacking hiking so like when i'm not like on a weekend like my husband and i will go just be like you know upstate new york or like hiking but that's genuinely like you have to drive a distance to be there yeah when, you're far too outdoor. you're like yeah. that's there like that is your backyard depending especially depending where you are yeah. But like that's what I love about it. And it's just like, and the weather, it's just like, oh, it's so nice. Like people complain about it being like, oh my God, the human. I'm like, bring it on. Like I'm thrive. Like, I'm a little <laughs> like I'm so cold all the time. Um, like I'm a lizard. I love to be like on a rock, heated, <laughs> nice. Like, you know, it just makes me happy. Like I just, it's just chill. It's just relaxed. I mean, granted, there's some places that because of you know the history. Of El Salvador, there's certain places like I just, you just pick up like a feeling. I'm like, I can't be here for long for whatever reason. Oh, there's a so? sweetness oh. to certain places. Yeah. Um, but like when I'm like in nature, like I said, like the beaches, the forest or seeing a waterfall or something out there. It's like, it's, it's incredible. And I feel like this is, this is where I belong. Ultimately, like I want to retire there and like have my little chickens and stuff. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) But like, yeah, no, I I love it there. When you're with the people like that actually live there, so warm, so welcoming. And then they know like if you sobrepasas, they'll check you. You know, they'll be like your aunt. He's like, Like, you know what I mean? And that's cool. You know, it's like we can handle it. We've handled it at home. Yeah. Handle it from a random stranger. Oh, it's so funny how you love that stuff, bro. (laughs) I mean, like, it's like talking to, like, one of my aunts, right? Okay, so like, you feel I like hobby, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, once in a while, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I just, like, you know, you roll your eyes a little bit, like, like you know, low-key, and just keep yeah. it moving. Yeah. But I'm so fortunate not to have those experiences. Okay. So, for the most part, I just, I just, I just love it there. Like, you tell me that, and I'm thinking about, like, being in San Vicente, you yeah. know, or San Sebastián. Oh, you know, I'm thinking yeah. about just walking the streets. Like my mom was like, "You walk the streets like so comfortable." This is before. Like she just recently, she just came back maybe like a month ago with my aunts and my uncles. And they're like, "It's so different now." Oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. so different. She was like, "The Nian Gucci." I was like, "I'm sure they did, mom." Not the Gucci. Oh my god. Yeah, they're like, uh, yeah, I was just like, wow, I wouldn't like when I last time I went, I would be a little bit reserved taking out like my big camera, mm. you know, and this is going back like, and this is not even far or like long, a long time ago, maybe seven, eight years. Yeah, same with my grandmother passed away seven years ago. And I had the same feeling. I was like, I have to have my purse clutched. I can't take out my phone, like nothing. Yeah. And so I'm going to really look forward to like experience this time I go because like, when I would we used to go, I used to leave everything like like any like jewelry or anything like that. And just like wear flip flops, like shorts, a t shirt, maybe like fancy wood piece of jewelry that I bought from an artisan or whatever and just like you know go about my day but like it's gonna be nice to like go back and like let that guard down a little bit I think I'm gonna still be fairly reserved yeah yeah and assess the situation yeah but I'm really excited to go back and I just I I really love it there it's so different there's a different culture shock now as someone who is outdoor who used to visit a lot when I see like other people there like Asians, whites, black people. And I'm just like, 
I'm just like, I'm very excited at one part. And then I also feel like my hidden gem has gone away. Thank you. I'm so glad that you brought it up. I was yeah. just like, wow. So like the cat's out of the bag. You know what I mean? Like everyone's going to be all up on this. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. But I'm just like, I love this for us, but also like not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I'm happy for everybody who's benefiting from it. Like there's a lot of small shops in El Tunco, now Surf City. Oh my God. That are going to be very fortunate and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's always, and Tunco is always, it's always beautiful. I remember taking surfing. Oh, surfing wow. Humbling. Oh, <laughs> I'm too scared to do it. So props to you. I'm terrified of surfing. I'm a strong swimmer, but I was just like, that was that was rough. Like, I, I felt bet. like I don't know how to swim. I'm just floating. I'm just here. Just take me away because the, the rip ties and the currents are really strong. Oh, God. No, um, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, but it's it, it's really nice. Like, I just. I don't know. It's it sounds so cliche. I'm like, oh, it's really nice. Like, it's, I feel like it's like a home, like a Hallmark car. It's warm. It's like the colors, the food, yeah, you know, the people, the, the people, the prices. <laughs> 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 if you're not paying for gas or, or milk, the prices are great. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's just like even there, like when you go to the supermarket, right? Like over here, they have everything in the refrigerator, but the eggs they don't put in the refrigerator over there. Yeah. So like that, even that was like different. Like, oh, everything smells at a certain time smells like a huge bonfire. Oh my god! Yeah, I love that <laughs> smell in the evening or like in really the early evening in the because yeah. some because they're very selective, as you know, and like they're very selective as to what they collect, like the sanitation department. Yeah. So like organic matter, you have to burn. Like if you ate some coconuts or like you did some yard work, that you burn in your backyard. Yeah, yeah, you know. And so, like, that scent, and then, like, oh, the roosters. <laughs> At, I, I was just like, oh, my God, I love them until I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I so true, so true. I was just like, I remember uh, my my father was born, and I want to visit. I haven't gone to San Miguel yet, but mm. he was born in San Miguel, but was raised in San Vicente. Okay. So we visit there a lot because we had close family friends that lived there. And um, I remember just waking, like waking up to the rooster mm. just and it wasn't like one. It's just like it was a network of them. It's like one of them started and the other one two blocks away heard it. And then next thing you know, all six of them are going. And I was like, wow, I'm going to find every one of them. I'll make a soup like I just have to, to like be quiet. It's <laughs> his dream. She's like, "Yep, this is what we're doing, you bastards." <laughs> yeah, but like it was nice because we would wake up early. I don't, I personally, and I don't mean to offend any, but I don't, I personally don't like chuco, right? Which what is, is like chuco, again? chuco is like a fermented blue corn corn drink that oh, they okay, serve yeah. in like a little um jarroncito, like a little um gourd that they dried. It's very traditional. They'll put okay. like little, like sour sauce on top with yeah. some raisins or some other condom or beans mainly beans my oh, yeah. my you grandma tried to get me to drink chuco last time and i was like that doesn't look great so no no <laughs> it's, <laughs> but thank you though. um i've had it and i've i'm upset that i don't enjoy it you know because it's so it's so like it's very traditional and it's beautiful it's a beautiful pro like you see the cooking process and it's really cool 
um, my uncle loves it. So there's a church over there, like there's a main church, beautiful white, like, you know, you think of white colonial kind of, you know, mm. church, and there's a beautiful, like an old, old tree there. Mm. And so he wants, he wakes up in the morning. That's the only reason why he's waking up early in the morning. Um, and we walk over so that he yeah. can have his chuko in the morning. That's um, cute. He's like, oh, te lo pago. I'm like, no, I'm good. I have like. <laughs> And I thought, let's yeah, the alternative. (laughs) But um, like things like that, little little things like that, you know, that you don't get here. Mm. Yeah, no, I I get that. And like you're you're describing it and talking about it. I'm just like, I'm there with you. Like I (laughs) myself, I see it, I smell it. Like yes, and like that's what yeah, yeah, that's what like when someone talks about that. Those are the memories that pop into mind. And granted, like I've developed those memories, an appreciation. For it as I've gotten older because when I was when I was a child I would get so sick oh no I remember uh-huh. and I got a fever like it was oh, bad yeah, yeah but like, and then I remember like we went we actually went I remember it was like the early 90s and my grandfather wanted to get his birth certificate and unfortunately okay. it's hard to get because because of the war the hospital was burnt down that's a thing that's a reality right but I remember wanting ketchup mm-hmm. and i remember they gave me a ketchup packet and <laughs> i put it on my little like my grandfather would make me little miniature tortillas on top oh. of the big ones. he would make you oh. like, don't put ketchup on the big ones it took me hard, a long time to do that like do <laughs> little ones like your play ones and i remember putting the ketchup on there and it was gross oh yeah it wasn't like the ketchup that we have here Okay. Like, what is this? It was sweet and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was different, but now I like the experience going there. Now is completely different, and I love it. It's definitely safer and stuff. Um, I definitely asked a question about like if you feel different when you go to El Salvador because I have basically just been oblivious about the whole different culture identity things, and I think I'm definitely very grateful for being able to use to that because I didn't feel left out. But there was this one time I went to Guatemala and they're like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm Salvadorian. And then they're like, okay. And then we're talking and you're okay. And then, and, yeah. They were like, all right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure you are. And then we're talking and then basically talking about New York and how I was born and raised here. But I always say that I'm, I'm Salvadorian. Like I'm not Salvadorian American. I'm Salvadorian. And he goes, it's very beautiful that you say that because there's a lot of people who uh, were Latinos that are first gen or not first gen or my created over there and they don't claim their country anymore they always say they're american and he said it's really nice to finally see some people or at least me be proud from where they're from and i thought that was so sad because i'm just like i know me my friends are proud to be from el salvador and stuff but there's also a different part of people that aren't and that's the reality that we live in right now yeah and i'm glad that you got the opportunity for it to be reinforced, like speak up on it. Yeah. Um, like you, I'm also very proud. I don't know any any other, both sides of my family are from El Salvador. Yeah. But there was often a lot of times, especially like from my aunts, uh, they're like, you know, no, you're not Salvadorian. They're like, yeah. They what? Would say, That's why I say Salvadorian American, just because like, just oh. to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to like keep it like a nice bridge. Like, I, yes, I was born here, but I'm also very proud of this. And this is what I've been raised to know as well because of assimilation purposes. 
you know, and it's yeah. just like, and, the, and I know that's where it came from now, looking back on it now, back then, because I was younger, I was a child, like, I just felt like it hurt my feelings. No, yeah, you that's know? very hurtful to say to a child. It's like, yeah. porque naciste acá. I was like, okay, great. Mm. Like, I don't know this full, this whole other language before I learned English, like, how, like, explain that. But I wasn't, like, again, picking and choosing your battles, like, I'm not... Right. I'm not going to go into it with you like uh, or with them about that at that time. Yeah. So depending again, this is where um, you when you read the room, like you, you use certain language. I'll say like in certain places, I'm Salvadorian American, some places like El Salvador, right. I'm Salvadorian. To me, it's all the same. It's just a matter of like politics. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that it's good old politics. word. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So just, you know, trying to read the room, but I'm glad that, you know, um, that was like enforced for you. Yeah. For me, it was, you know, it was different. Yeah. You know, no. Places said, oh, that's, that's amazing. And certain things, well, no, you're not. And I was like, okay. Yeah. No, I feel like as I'm getting older, the um, oblivious curtain is opening and like people are just like talking about it more. And like when I visit other countries, it, it's become more of a conversation. When I went to Colombia, they're like, how does it feel to be in America? I'm like, well, over there, we're not Americans. Over there, we're Latinos. And here <laughs> in Colombia, we're Americans. I forgot what the question was, but they're like, no, no. Like, how is it being American or whatever, whatever? I'm like, well, over there, we are not American. <laughs> and they were like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that's just, that's our reality. And I think it's so amazing that a lot of people don't think that's our reality. A lot of people just think Americans are Americans. And then that's why when we go to Europe, they're shocked that we speak Spanish. Because they see Americans as dumb. And they only speak English. And I get that. I Media, you know, so, social media. Yeah. And I think unless you are, uh, and not necessarily having to be just Salvadorian or having to be Latin, you know, mm-hmm. Latinx. Or, I think when you're first generation from anywhere, yeah, you have to tackle those challenges. To other people, it may be just like, just a normal everyday question but they just don't understand the facets that go along with it. You know, we're not white American, so we yeah. don't know that experience. We're this, we're, we're first generation or a second, ge- depending, you know. Depending who you ask. Yeah. debatable too, but um, <laughs> so it's just very interesting. And like, it's, it's so simple yet so complex at the same time. I know, it's so interesting. You might not show it, like it's an internal dialogue that's happening within yourself. You're like, oof. That one again? Okay, so how am I gonna yeah. answer that? You know? Yeah, um, it's very interesting, but it's ever ongoing. But I feel like with social media, as much as I love hate it, um, we are educating each other on it a little bit more every day. Yeah, exactly. And it's 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 wonderful. It's a it's a wonderful too. And I also I I love hate it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we're creators online. It's like Yeah, yeah I mean well, more more so yeah I power to you because I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take a six months break. See ya. And uh, <laughs> when I'm producing new work, you will hear back from me. That's the goal for me too. I'm just like I want to take some breaks at a time. But we'll I think it's it important. And I also think you you mentioned something also like you said that you're living be like behind a curtain. This curtain is opening up for you. Yeah. I don't think it's bad if you like so long as you're aware but you, if you want to stay there cool like it's a nice place it's safe you know <laughs> like, oh, yeah i try to stay there i try not to dwell i'm just like wow this is like what people really think i'm just like well i'm sorry and so yeah yeah, yeah tough cookies so, 
so I think I've always been, for some reason I've always been so prideful. Uh, I and I don't know why. I think maybe because my dad served them in, in the Civil War, or I don't know. But I was always so prideful, and I was like, I'm going to all the parades. Like I'm dressing up. Like even in school, like they'd be like, "That's not cool," and that's like uh, lame. And I'm just like, I don't care. Like you know, like yeah. for that, I never cared. Um, we do have to wrap up the episode. Um, but I do want to ask you for anyone listening. What's one piece of advice that you'd like to give them? This is such a good question. <laughs> Define yourself mm. and embrace the process. And I'm still doing it. I'm not any expert by a stretch of the imagination, but don't let society or other people define you. You take the parts that you love most of your culture and you make it your own and you wear that with pride and you do it for you, you know, for people that actually take it on as like, this is me, like, and like, want to be like a public figure and all that other stuff. That's a large responsibility. And it's a large weight to carry on one's shoulders in the process of you trying to, I guess, find yourself just take the best parts of whether it be American culture, Salvadorian culture, and you make it your own and uh, own it. People that resonate with it will will connect with you. And then Folks that don't, they're just, they're not meant for you, you know, but hopefully like people will understand that you're being a genuine, real human being and they'll, they'll love you for it. And I think people appreciate that. People appreciate honesty and truth. Yeah. Your people you will know. find you. Yeah. You're right. Your, your tribe will find you, yeah. but like own it and be proud of it. I'm getting closer to that every day, you know? Oh, I love that. That's so, <laughs> that's so deep. I love that. <laughs> I love a good deep conversation (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I hope you liked that episode of Journey with Jess with Suhey Gutierrez, my good friends I encourage you guys to leave a comment or ask anything that you want to ask request something in the future please don't forget to like, give 5 stars it means the world to me and subscribe I hope to see you here next week for the next episode of Journey with Jess Thank you for listening to Journey with Jess